Hi, I'm Cyrus. And I'm Marjorie. And this is the... Croncast. Croncast. <laughs> We're going to have to work on that. We're going to have to work on that opening. Um, maybe you can whip up a little jingle, but for now it works. Croncast. Croncast. I'm Cyrus Crone, and this is my daughter. Marjorie Crone. And we are podcasting during... COVID 2020 homeschooling from the road. In our last episode, Marjorie talked to us about this horrific car accident that she was in, which caused a fatality. And we were very sad about that. But this is a month long trip that my daughter is going on. And we're chronicling the journey and talking about a number of things. And today's episode, we're going to focus on Marjorie's current location, Yellowstone National Park what she's experienced since the accident, and just some general thoughts on the topography and other things she's seen. So, hi, Marjorie. Hello. Uh, I was thinking that we could move on from our last discussion, which was really just kind of depressing and sad, to something... Not, you're not, not the... Most happy starting of. <laughs> well, I, I was moving on from that. This is my transition from you know the sad to the uh, optimistic side of life. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me about where you're at at the moment, please. Right now, we are at the west entrance to Yellowstone and tomorrow we will be going to the Grand Teton and then we'll be Tons. on there's more than one there's, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah there's a bunch of them and then we'll be on our way to the Salt Flats in Utah that's soon okay um well, let's stay focused on Yellowstone, and then we'll do another episode on the Grand Tetons. And please look, please look ahead for that episode. And the uh, major excitement is going to be at the Bonneville Salt Flats, where Marjorie's going to try to break the land speed record. <laughs> oh, I never said that. Well, I hope you have an op. Don't even have anything to break it in. Uh, we've already had one person die on this excursion. I'm not sure we need another accident at the Salt Flats. <laughs> um, so, tell me about Yellowstone. I've never been there. Really? You've never been there? No. I, I just skirted the corner of it once on a drive from Colorado to Montana, but I've spent no time in the park itself. So, what's it can like? We, can we pause? People are trying to get in here. What do uh, you mean? We cannot pause the recording, but we will <laughs> just manage okay. this interruption. Please try to not come in here a bunch, because me and Papa. Okay, she didn't even listen to what I was going to say. Uh, who, who is she? Uh, Grandma. She was coming in to put some pink lady apples in here. All right, well, we'll talk about Grandma in a minute because she's an important person in this whole story. But back to Yellowstone. Can you please describe what you've observed? And uh, actually, what you've seen probably is determined by your um, eyewear. 
Oh yeah. I um today I got my glasses back. Thank you, Papa, for mailing them here all the way to Yellowstone. Um we on our first day here what we went to let me think for a second here. We went to a couple I don't remember the names, but we went to a couple geysers and hot springs, and that was basically the first day we just went around the geysers and the hot springs. But um more exciting, just recently we went to the Grand Prismatic, which was what I was most excited for. I we went the Grand Prismatic was there were it was kind of it was kind of magnificent. I mean I couldn't really see it but, but Because was, you didn't have your glasses. No no no, it was right in front of us, but I couldn't see it because it was all covered by the steam. Oh um, Well what did you see and why was it magnificent it it well it was kind of cool it the it was leaking the liquid and it was like going down on like a mini kind of terrace waterfall not really terrace but just kind of a little a step a step fall yeah yeah Kind of like that, and um, it it went into the this little creek that was right next to it, and surprisingly, the water in the creek was not very warm. I thought it would be. I touched it, but it was. It just felt like normal creek water. Hold on, so I have been instructed that Yellowstone has got a lot of different, you know, sulfur deposits. And I mean, did you, yeah, but did you, did you know what you were, did you know what you were were putting your finger into? Are you just willy nilly touching stuff or how are you? Of course I am. (laughs) No, No, I'm not. I, every time I want to touch something, my brother Oliver definitely tries to keep me away from it. Well, to his credit, Marjorie, to his credit, he's been studying up on this because he's been wanting to do some chemistry and told me that there was plenty of places that he was able to pull out sulfuric acid and other things. And um, you might heed some uh, guidance from him. Oh, yeah. Some things I think he's really over-exaggerating, though. Such as? When we went to see the mud pots. Where is this? The mud pots. I don't exactly know where the mud pots are. By the way, I actually don't care where they are. I don't know what they are. What is a mud pot? Oh, a mud pot. I don't... I think the mud pots have some kind of clay in them. And it's, it's... just kind of like a little hot spring, but instead of the liquid, 
Yeah. It's mud and it like bubbles up. Ah, uh, and, and Oliver's really into clay because he's been making things with clay. Is he trying to uh, extract any of this? Oh no, you're not allowed to get anywhere close to the mud pots. But but what okay. I was gonna talk about when it it isn't actually about the mud pots. On the way up to the mud pots, there is this little like area called the bacteria pool. <laughs> and I thought to myself before I even saw the sign, I thought to myself. I wonder if that water is warm. And we, Oliver kept saying, no, don't touch it. And Mama kept saying, go ahead, touch it. And uh, something doesn't sound right about this. And so Oliver really tried, but then he left and Mama was like, touch it so the conclusion was drum roll please i touched it and nothing happened oh <laughs> uh were you afraid of getting injured or dying from just putting your hands and body into things that you had no idea what the chemical makeup was no oliver, if, if oliver told me i was gonna die i wouldn't touch it Okay, well, uh, what did it feel like? It just felt like water. Oh, no it, one's touched. Has anyone touched the? Has anyone touched the mud? I probably before they realized that it was a danger hazard. <laughs> okay, so you said you're not allowed to touch things. Are there park rangers? That, how how are they? Um, coordinating areas of the park off from the public so you know not to physically you know embark on a particular area there is little um kind of raised up wooden sidewalks that you okay. walk along and there are signs that say hazardous do not come into this zone or whatever and, and when you when you see a hazard sign, does that excite you or do you turn around and walk away? Well, what do you mean by that? Well, does it make you more curious when the hazard sign is visible? Oh, I what, what's your what's your reaction when you see a sign that says hazard? I always wonder what it would be like to touch it, but I'm not going to. Yeah, well, the mind works that way. Um and what about Oliver? He's a little more um, precocious. I don't. I I don't know about him. You have to. We'll have to talk to him about it. Well, you're with him. Have you observed him doing anything that you would say is not advisable? Um. Well, something that I am going to keep you curious about that I cannot talk about on the podcast because mama does not want me to uh-huh good but, we're protecting the innocent oh but i will tell you later okay well uh for the audience out there that's listening neener neener you're never gonna find out uh <laughs> yeah so a couple other things this is a homeschooling excursion can you tell me a little bit about 
how that's going and what, what are you doing to educate yourself formally or informally? Um, well, I'm learning a lot just from going around Yellowstone, but my uncle, Chris, who is a math tutor, is having me do math with him, but it's I gain something from it. Okay. Every time that I do 11 minutes of math, I get to watch Steven Universe, which is a cartoon that each episode is like 11 minutes long, so the math makes up for the episode. So it's a one-to-one. You get 11 minutes of study for 11 minutes of entertainment. Yeah, and we, we watch Steven Universe together. We watch a lot of shows together. Uh, I think you, it should be two to, two to one. Study for twice as long as you entertain yourself. <laughs> Although, you're probably educating yourself throughout the course of the day. Um, what's your opinion of Yellowstone? Is this your first time there? Yeah. What, what do you... Okay, on a scale of one... Let, let's do this. For the rest of the... Uh, journey do you want to rank the state parks on a scale of one to ten sorry the national parks on a scale of one to ten we um, will we'll need a cri- we'll need some criteria i guess but you 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 refer to yellowstone as magnificent yeah. um i'm sure that every national park is going to be magnificent but that's going to be on a scale based off of you know what you deem to be most intriguing the colors the foliage the rocks the topography um there's a lot of variables to account for and i think when you get to utah you're going to see a much different landscape than what you're seeing in montana yeah. So I'm not sure uh, I'm not sure we can grade them equally, but on a scale of 1 to 10, uh, 10 being the best, what where would you rank Yellowstone? Um, and that, that's a that's a um you average everything that, you know, you deem to be appropriate for voting on. Well, quality of the campground even could be incorporated into that um, outcome. I would say that so far Yellowstone has been maybe a seven. And I say seven because it would be a ten if me and Oliver had not argued over the front seat so much (laughs) well i think you have to expunge that uh from your decision because it has no bearing on the quality of the park i mean you guys could be arguing about oh yes uh, yes it does how so when we are we see many we don't only see things when we're when we get out of the car we see things 
when we're in the car too. Uh, so if you don't have shotgun, you're missing out on the um, bigger window. Yes. Okay. And so now we have established system. Uh-huh. The, day, the day system. Eat, we, get, we each get days. So one day it's me and one day it's Oliver and then that over and over again. Okay. Um, sounds like a good system. Uh, the only complexity I see is if you're in the you're in the uh, you're in the back seat when the exciting stuff happens. You can't control the frequency at which you're in that seat. It's predetermined. So don't be upset if the day that you're in the back, you know, a buffalo jumps on the hood of the car and you miss it. <laughs> well, you'll see that, but you just won't see it from the front seat. Speaking of which, uh, and then I think we can wrap it up here soon. Have you seen any wildlife? Have you seen any big animals? Oh, I, yeah. I, bison? We've seen plenty of bison. We've seen so many bison, like three herds of bison. And do they walk down the wrong side of the road or how do they, what do they, they do? They just kind of hang out in the field, but they, in the fields, but they do cause many traffic jams. Hmm. Not by, not even by crossing the road. Just everyone decides to stop for like 15 minutes just to look at a couple of bison. Well, I think that's why most people are there because they want to see that. Um, speaking of which, and then we will wrap it up. What is the um, density like there population wise? Are there a lot of people or does it feel like a lot of, you know, what's the... Well, I can't really say because I haven't been here in a time where COVID wasn't going on. Good point. Uh, let me ask it a little differently. Are you having any challenges finding parking spots or uh, oh. are, are the crowds so large that it's overwhelming? Well, most people aren't going to be able to see this, but I am going to show it right now to the camera. We have this magic thing. Uh, the handicap sticker, yes. Called the handicap. And we often get handicap spots. So, so far, we haven't had much trouble finding parking spaces. But if we had not had the handicap spot, I'm sure there would have been many places where we wouldn't have been able to look. Does it feel like there are a lot of people there? Or is it somewhat sparse? I mean, most of the parking lots for the coolest things, like the Grand Prismatic and um, the, you, you know. The, Old Faithful. The, yeah, Old Faithful, where that where we just went to today, are definitely full. Oh, uh, did you see Old Faithful uh, spurt or whatever it does? Yeah, yeah we did. Okay, cool. It was really high, actually. I got a good video of it. Excellent. Well, maybe we'll share that with the audience. And 
tomorrow you're off to the Grand Tetons. So we're going to wrap things up from Yellowstone. And our next episode will be from your excursions to the Grand Tetons, which um, I have seen both from the uh, easterly and westerly view. And I find the view from the west to be more compelling. But um, I'm looking forward to your reaction. And yeah. um, I'm Cyrus. And I'm Marjorie. This has been the Chromecast. Chromecast, episode number two, episode number three, focused on the Grand Tetons. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.